Welcome back to the show. Today we're going to open with a couple of audio clips and then proceed into commentary. The first audio clip would be Senator Rand Paul in discussion with the director of FBI. The lawyers will write back a 15-page letter that says nothing and you won't answer the question. These are very specific. This is whether you're obeying the law, whether we can have confidence. I want to have confidence in the FBI. We are obeying the law. Well, you're saying that, but we won't tell us the answer. I said so, we would. So you have to no, say I, yes. That's not what yes, I said. No, you aren't telling me the answer. And the answer is, are you collecting data not compelled by a warrant? That would not be in compliance with the law, but you won't answer that you're not collecting that data. I, I said two things. One, we're following the law. And second, that we would have somebody follow up with you with more detailed, specific So those are two specific questions. Are you getting data from them that's not compelled? And then are you piercing the anonymous nature of that technically? Um, are you receiving private messages from social media companies uh, through the use of uh, uh, confidential human sources from Facebook, social media companies? Do you have people working over there who you're paying or who are volunteering to give you information, even though it would be against the law for Facebook to do this? But now you're saying, well, we'll get around the law by using confidential human sources. You, you mean, just to be clear, I'm following the question. You mean, in effect, recruiting a human source inside the company? Exactly. Yeah. No, I don't believe so. I think what we have had situations where we have confidential human sources, not employees of those companies, but who report to us on their own communications. Okay. So if, if the two of us had a communication and Secretary Mayorkas was a human source, he could report to us about what he is saying to me. Once again, I'd like yeah. it, the answer to be more specific from your team, not that I don't believe so, but that you are or are not using human confidential resources within Facebook. So we get back to the idea of whether or not you're getting information for them outside the warrant process, because the question, the next question is, which you probably won't answer either, is are you taking information that you're getting not through the warrant process and then going around and coming back and using that as a predicate for getting a warrant to actually get the information you've already been given? I'm not sure I'm completely following the... Ba basically, you get information that Facebook's volunteering. This has all been written up in the Post article. You're familiar with the Post article with the accusations. And the question is, are you getting information they're giving to you? They say, oh, somebody says January 6th was great. Here's information on this guy. Then you're taking it and then using it as a predicate to say, well, now let's go to the court and get a real warrant and get the information we already actually got without a warrant. So we get tips and leads from all over the place, from members of the public, from businesses, from community leaders, from other and government partners uh, all the time. And we use the tips and leads that we right. get to often form are, predicates is, for law. Are you, getting tip, are you getting tips and leads from Facebook and social media companies? We get tips and leads from companies, absolutely. Right. And includes private information. Well, I'm not aware of us receiving any tips or leads. Because see, here's the that point: is is, way you may you may think it's just jolly well to get all this stuff without a warrant that people volunteer to you, but many of us are alarmed that you're getting this information that are private communications between people because it is against the law. It's against the law for Facebook or social media companies to give it to you, but it's also against the law for you to receive it. So you're going to have to very specifically go back with your team and search over whether you're doing it, not just say, oh, we're probably not, we obey the law, we're good people. Well, no, there are doubts because this has been reported. Even the FBI, when you responded 
to the New York Post article said that companies are referring information to the FBI with investigative value relating to foreign malign influence. Now, there'd probably be a great deal more tolerance about that if it's foreign malign influence, but the question is, are you also receiving information on so-called domestic? But what, what would that mean? Is someone questioning whether paper ballots are an accurate way of running election? Is that good enough for you to be getting our private information because we have a political beef with the way votes are counted or recorded in our country? Is that something that you're collecting information on? Are, you, are they giving you information on private things that you've told them, well, we, people who question the election, we want, we want to hear about these people, and so then they're giving you this information. Are you receiving information? I'll like give that? you two classic examples that I think happen with some frequency. One, if we supply information to, say, Facebook or any number of other technology companies about foreign accounts, Russian intelligence service, for example, accounts, they, when they then look in their system for those accounts, they often find other accounts related to those and they provide tips and leads back to us about those. That's one example. A second would be a situation where a technology company encounters a threat of violence on their platform, on their services, and they provide tips and leads to us and, and we follow and up a, on and, those and threats of violence. there's not a lot of disagreement about that. The question is, is when we start to talk about political speech, and that is the question, are you receiving things that could be interpreted? And we'd want to know, and if you're not going to admit to us, whether it's political speech, someone who questions the election, you know, someone who uh, is, is mad about something that, that is going on, but it's not saying they're directly going to commit violence, they're mad about things. What the New York Post article said is, yes, you're getting this. And then when they're finally read in context, and this is from a whistleblower, which makes us suspect you're not being forthcoming or honest with us, is that whistleblowers are saying you are receiving this information from Facebook and others, and that you are going around the Constitution then to come back and try to get warrants for it. But then once you read it, there's been no actionable intelligence on this, but this is an active program that you've got. Okay, so now Senator Rand Paul grilling the director of the FBI that keeps disappearing from the internet. Yeah. It was a lot. Now, with that being said, let me play you this one, which I'm sure you've heard. Let me uh, load it up for you. Got it? I mean, basically, the background uh, here is the FBI, yeah. I think, basically came to us, some, some folks on our team, and was like, hey. Um, so he said, the FBI comes to us. It's pretty clear, huh? Just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of um uh of, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What, what we do is we have um. If something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we we also have this third-party fact-checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. Yeah, I've heard if that. I'm not surprised by any of it at all. You know, it's it's quite disturbing. Then it's uh, did you hear the uh, comments from uh, Senator Johnson? I don't think so. What did he say? Pull it up for you. ...out of the Twitter file so far is the fact that the FBI was uh, 
uh, preemptively uh, laying the groundwork to sabotage any disclosure of the Hunter Biden laptop, which they had in their possession on December 19th or, 2000, or December 2019. Um, and so they had basically threatened Mr. McIsaac, uh, to paraphrase, say, you know, pe people that don't talk generally don't get hurt, uh, something to that effect. And one of the reasons Mr. McIsaac uh, turned over his computer is because Senator Grassley and I issued our report, and he felt he was uh, probably safe if uh, two U.S. senators were looking at Hunter Biden, he could probably release that computer. So uh, th this this should trouble every American that the uh, FBI was acting in such a partisan manner, uh, making sure that uh, they were laying the groundwork that if uh, McIsaac uh, turned over that computer that they knew was genuine, knew was authentic. Uh, that they had the, the plans already laid to sabotage it by labeling it Russian disinformation. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not at all surprised by any of it. Clearly handed over way too much power to the federal government. And it's as corrupt as it's ever been. Nobody. Well, I take that back. There's a small faction of people willing to stand up to it. And <laughs> they're currently being held wherever uh you know so i don't know and then i kind of think like too like we've as citizens maybe not the majority of us but we've done this to ourselves we've allowed it to happen out of fear because that's what the government does we let the government scare us into handing over our rights year after year and here we are now you have a authoritarian side to, you know. Yeah, to what in? And a lot of factors go into it, right? So government preys on fear, but it's hard to scare men. So you have to make the men weak. And how do you make the men weak? You make life easy. You say that being masculine is toxic. Uh, he, like, I was thinking about this today. Think about it. And this is kind of me going on a, on a tangent, but it, it all ties together, and it's all created by the government, um, which controls the media. Uh, state We have a state-run media, if uh, anybody hasn't figured that out. Um, but <laughs> you ever notice how you don't hear about trans men and, and by trans men I mean a woman who is dressing up as a man you don't ever hear about that what do you hear about all the time though trans women men playing Barbie dress up uh, and there's a reason behind that because they want to demasculinize or whatever the word is uh, the male population and right now if if you took a look around, they're doing a pretty damn good job at it. Oh yeah, they they've done their damnedest to kill chivalry for years. Yeah, I mean, into you want you know they they started with the feminism uh, movement, which has gone way left of what it was meant to be, and what like even like women's suffrage, what those women were actually fighting for back then, is not what feminism is today they're not fighting for equal rights they're not fighting for an equal playing field and i think jordan peterson um 
said it really well several times. And he's, he's a much smarter guy than I am. But when you hear this conversation, all they talk about is, you know, equal rights, equal pay. You know, we go back to the sports thing. You could go to, you know, it's really not about equal pay. It's about power. Yeah, because it's got nothing to do with pay. Because Cause how many women lay brick? How many women are putting spikes in the railroad? A lot you of it's not I mean? the same job, so. Right, exactly. And we've seen firsthand that some women can do certain things that, that men can do, but the majority of them can't. And it's not a, that's not a slight to them. They weren't built to do the things that men do. They weren't intended. Nature didn't intend them to do what we're doing. It's, it's completely different. That's why the men hunt, the women gather. And they make a home. I'm saying women should be housewives. I'm just, that's just nature. That's the way nature intended. Anyways, all that has gone to the government's head. And it's from the top down through the state-run media to the local municipalities, to local laws, all that stuff. To your daughter having to share a bathroom with a boy at school because the boy's parents allow him to think that he can identify as girl, which is the boy would have no idea what that even means unless the parents were indoctrinating him in that BS or he's has mental issues. One of the two, like kids don't just wake up and one day decide they want to be this or that. There's either a chemical imbalance or it's being indoctrinated into them. You could say the same thing like, you know, my kids, I'm going to teach my kids my, like my way of life. You know, I'm going to teach my boy how to hunt. My daughter's going to know how to cook, how to clean, how to, she'll know how to do some things so that she can survive on her own. But, you know, it's just, I mean, it's just weird to me. It's, it's a different type of culture instillment into people and it kind of, like if you go back and you look at the Roman Empire and how the Roman Empire fell, well, the men became very weak and politicians got very strong and they got involved and they weakened everything and Rome crumbled from within. It's like we're watching it in real time. It's, it's pretty wild if you really think about it. Yeah, it's self-destructing, I think. Yeah, and I don't know how many years it's going to take, but it's, you know, yeah, and it's intentional, I, I believe. Yeah. I a think, lot of what we're seeing right now, because it makes no logical sense. Yeah, I mean, even if you look at, like, what's going on in Congress right now, I mean, you got Republicans can't even elect a speaker. Not that I would trust any of them, but, you know, everybody's looking at the, the I think it's like 20 Yeah, it's up to 20 now. Holding out. Yeah. And, and I don't blame them. And, well, those are probably the ones I would trust. Some people refer to it as shit show, but it, if you're going to put the same guy up for the vote six times, you're part of the shit show. You're the reason there's a shit show. Yeah, like let it go. Pick somebody else. Let's move on. Name off the ballot. Let's go. I mean, it doesn't have to be the older, oldest fucker in Congress. I mean, because that's what it looks like to me. It's like the guy who is 100 years old. Who is the guy that feels that he is owed his due is the yeah. one pushing nonstop to be the speaker. That's the way it looks, and that's the way it's coming across. The other issue I have with that is they're completely out of touch with reality and what what the world is. 
Now they all stay in Washington, D.C., which is a giant bubble. You don't see the inflation. The crime's not an issue like you see in these other cities. Immigration's not a problem. And then they get one bus load and they freak out. And they don't know what to do. They've been so far detached from their disciples that they don't know. Yeah, and that's the problem is we we bred career politicians. We, we bred. It was never meant to be what it is. It was never meant to be a career. Um, and I think, you know, like even Rogan, like he, he's pretty liberal and he gets bashed by the liberal media all the time. Um, but he, I, I kind of agree with him on some things like, you know, he's like, Hey, the constitution was written with, you know, a feather. Like maybe we should rethink some things. Uh, I kind of agree with that. Not, you know, the first 10, 10 amendments or whatever in the constitution. No, like leave them the fuck alone. Maybe be more detailed, add a little detail to it. But for for what they are, I think, I think those I mean, first no. 10 are good. Country was born out of rebellion against taxes, and we're so drowning in taxes now and irresponsibility at the federal level. It's 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 mind numbing. I mean, people, most the average person does not understand that seventy cents every dollar they hold in their hand was spent before they got the dollar. Right. And it they keep you. saying businesses and the big guy needs to pay more taxes. They don't pay taxes. People cannot fathom, Washington cannot get it through their freaking head either, that businesses pass the taxes on to the end user. They don't pay taxes. It's in the price of what you purchase from them. Yeah. I saw saw a commercial for the first fully automated McDonald's. I saw that. Are they testing it or or is it going to be a thing? So I think it's going to be a thing. I mean, if anybody's got... The, uh, money to do it it's them and i'm sure you'd need still need like one or two staff couple staff but not like yeah. anything crazy yeah. more jobs lost yeah yeah people don't they don't understand that they don't under they don't understand that at all it sucks man when you really think about it like you don't really own anything like don't pay your property taxes your house will get a lien put on it don't pay your ad valorem Carl, Carl get towed. You'll go to jail. We'll pay your income taxes. Jail. And it's like, and then the funny thing is, like, people don't pay their taxes, then you put them in jail, and the government's still making money off of you. Why? Because the people who pay their taxes are paying for you to be in jail. But I do feel like they need to fix that because, like, I shouldn't have to, like, you, like we've talked about this in the past. You know, file zero have them take extra and then still owe that it makes no sense. Yeah. And if you're married without children and that they have not fixed the penalty of that, I mean, you're penalized for being married without children. I'd be curious to when, when that went into effect, like when they made that change. I don't know. Uh, You got to make, well, currently you got to make a good chunk, but being single has an advantage. I mean, it, it clearly does. You just look at the book. It's, it's punitive to be married. There's no benefit sense. if you don't have children. It's it's the most asinine thing in the world. Why, why am I penalized? Because I have a wife that loves me. Yeah. She, she could divorce me and make more money. Yeah. And get Ooh. a chunk of her money back at the end of the year. Well, I mean, we could get legally separated. She could take full custody of the kids. 
And she'd get a shit ton of money back. And then some. Yeah. You get child tax credit, which I think is poor shit. Now that I'm sitting in my shoes, why am I paying extra to give someone else a check? I don't know, man. We take care of the wrong people. I, I, I don't understand it. I mean, I, I, I'm at a point in life where I need to be saving for retirement, but I'm paying someone else's child tax credit, basically. Oh, man. I mean, that's that's just the, the sum of it. When you do look at the math, I'm basically paying for three, three children's tax credits. And I saw the perfect example. I it's, mean, it's, it's like the COVID money. I don't know if we cared anything about that while we were talking about that. The, the little bit of money we got back from COVID. You're paying for it. It was less than what I paid in fucking taxes for that year. But, right. But you're going to. So it was just a rebate to me on what I had to pay. Pretty much. You, you see where I'm, I'm coming from? <laughs> yeah. No, but like, I mean, today, just not too long ago, I went to the gas station. There's a lady there with her daughter. I'm assuming it's her daughter. Uh, when I pull up, before I saw this person, she was inside. There's a Mercedes G-Wagon sitting outside this gas station. And I'm like, hmm. I mean, that's a $100,000 car. I don't know what year it is, but still. Either way, yeah. Go ahead. So I see the car sitting there. So I go inside, get in line. And then I see her and her daughter, and I'm like, there's an old man in front of me yelling at the cashier about his money. So he gets his money. He leaves. I do what I got to do. I walk outside of my car, and I sat in my car for a minute because I overheard the lady say uh, her daughter had grabbed something, and she was like, yeah, we'll just put it on the EBT card. And I was just like, and she was dressed in really nice clothing. I don't know the brands or anything like that, but really nice, nicely dressed. Um, so I went out to the, to my little, uh, my, my wife's Kia soul <laughs> sat there and I just, you know, I was just waited for a minute, waited, waited, drove around the gas station to get on the road. She comes walking out. Sure enough, she gets in that G wagon and I'm like, golly, working the system, just working it. And I'm just like, man, and you know, they're making close to, uh, six figures working the system because they ain't paying taxes on most of this money that they get for free from the taxpayer that right. we're incurring debt for. Yeah. And that's or what you, you see. Get... Or it's like I've said before, if we've, I go to the store, I'm buying fucking peanut butter and bread, working my ass off, making a fair wage to see someone go up there with their EBT card, eating steak and, all kinds of shit with two buggies of shit. Hell, I can't even afford to eat. I'm telling you, man. Bullshit. Yeah. I remember them times. Ooh, boy. These people make fun of college students over the noodles. Shit. I'm eating a lot of noodles. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's filling. <laughs> so, yeah. Give you enough sodium to get through the day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, that just bugged the shit out of me, man. I was like, yeah, I can't believe this. You see it all the time. You see it all the time. Wait till they legalize marijuana and you can purchase that on EBT. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Oh, That right there is funny, Barney. 
And that's another thing. Like, agree with it, disagree with it, whatever. But if they legalized it, the amount of tax revenue they could get off of that is just ungodly. Colorado made so much tax money the first year that they surprisingly decided to give some of it back to the citizens. Uh, How they went about that, I don't know. But, I mean, that's insane. That's just one state. Crazy to me. System's so jacked up. It's definitely beyond broke. Big term limits and a lot of other things to happen. Balanced budgets, constitutionally required. I mean, you can make one rule a day and, and solve it. If it's $1 towards deficit, you can't leave the country. Now stop the shit. Yeah. Well, we all know there's a lot of frivolous spending. Oh, God, it's crazy. And why they think they can't stop, that's the more mind-numbing part. Yeah. But some of them actually think if they cut it out, it'll be an economic collapse. Well, you're causing superinflation because you're a bunch of morons already. Right. Well, I mean, I think the the checks cost us, what, $3 trillion, something like that? Who? Sorry. The uh, COVID checks. Three to four. For, yeah, it was something like that. I think I did the math the other day. And there's a lot of it they haven't spent, so there's reappropriating it. That's why it was I, such, That was the was whole thing with Toomey. That was the whole thing with Toomey was not to pit it in a certain fund or where it could be misappropriated for other BS slush yeah. fund because he was right. They're just going to turn it, the whole thing with the uh, PACT Act to a slush fund and it won't end up where it needs to go. Yep. But it was so ass backwards. I mean, we got people who have to pay their rent. Well, with the money you're giving them, it's not going to pay their rent. One, two, if you just let people go back to work, they can pay their rent. Now they're getting paid more to stay at home still than they were making. So you wonder why there's a labor shortage? Yeah. Uh, I guarantee you if I try to pull unemployment, it would be a joke. Oh, yeah. You, know, you wouldn't get anywhere near what you make. Oh, well, they wouldn't give me nothing. Yeah, there was another. Oh, you want to hear? Here's another wild side to the COVID year that a lot of people don't recognize. So they upped unemployment during that time. Not only did they up unemployment, but they were still paying the difference. So like, let's say you qualified for $600 a week. As long as your working hours stayed under 35, I think it was 35 hours a week, which I guess is what they consider full-time now. If it was, if you were under 35, they pay you the difference and it didn't really matter how much you make. I think that's how that worked. Anyway, so people were still getting unemployment while they were working for like a year. Nothing better than a government scam. I'm telling you, man. On the taxpayer's dime. I'm telling you. Yeah, all should be in jail for treason. This shit's going to get taken down. You watch. It's amazing to me how the Simpsons have predicted the future so many times. You tell. I've heard that before. I'm not so, a Simpson connoisseur. I watched some of them in the past, but yeah, I mean, there's like 40 seasons, so uh, 
40. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're still coming out with new episodes. It's, I mean, it still comes on, I believe. Um, but there was, they predicted the Trump presidency. Uh, they predicted Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. One of them, I forget which one specifically, winning the Super Bowl. I want to say they predicted COVID to an extent too, because there was like an episode where the whole town was like in a bubble. And I can't remember if it was because everybody was sick or what. I don't know, but they were in a bubble. In a bubble. Yeah. There's quite a few. Quite a few. I think there's probably a website dedicated to it. Ten predictions from the uh, Simpsons that came true. Please, if anybody has any questions or comments, hit us up at primecohesion at gmail.com or head to our Facebook page at uh, Prime Cohesion on Facebook and uh, leave some comments. We'd appreciate it.